Welcome to the Growing Home Podcast, where we hope to inspire you to lead a life of slow living, nourishing food, family culture, homemaking, and homesteading. This is where we cultivate new skills and fortify our joy alongside you. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Growing Home Podcast. I'm Lauren. Good morning. I'm Evan. And uh, yeah, welcome back for, uh, I think this is going to be episode two of season two. Might be three. So welcome either way. Today we're going to talk about time management. Hot topic. It's a hot topic. We've just, we've talked about doing this episode for a while and I think we've always, we've gone back and forth and been like, not right now, not right now. And then we're like, maybe there's never going to be a perfect time. We just have to do it. <laughs> I thought we did this episode. We were just what? Doing you thought one. we did it? Have we not done an episode no, about this? We ha- I, we I thought this not. was like an update. No, we totally haven't. Really? I mean, we did a homemaking one where we talked about like all our homemaking stuff. Okay. I'm shocked at that. Okay, well, wait. Look two. through. Okay, I, I was about to look through. <laughs> no, please look through. Look through. Um, well, I really don't think we have. I think the reason I, this will play into it, why we haven't, if we haven't, <laughs> is um because our lives have been our lives have been in such flux states for a while now. Like I mean, and that's just the way it really always is, though. I think we're always going to be experiencing a lot of change so yeah, well. I think so too. But now you have me second guessing. I'm like, have, I, have we done this before? Looking. Um, okay well I'll talk while Evan looks um (laughs) I was gonna say that I think this will apply to a lot of different people in a lot of different stages of life but we're probably gonna be coming at it from you know like a homemaker stay-at-home mom like well Evan's not a stay-at-home mom but like this this, what we're doing right now in our lives like we're not gonna be like well this is how I get to the office at 8 a.m and then I come home and I walk my dog like that's not where we're at but I think a lot of the principles will uh probably like extend beyond our our very specific niche yeah. um but yeah that's your life is. yeah yeah whatever your life is um so yeah I think we're just gonna hop right in I want to ask you Evan like do you okay so we haven't done an episode on this before nope. Evan's shaking your head now this not. is our first time look yeah. at us go hey yeah we've talked say? about it a lot which is probably why you thought we did it yeah. it was something we talked about first season but but now we're doing it so it's and great. we just talk about it in our private conversations too yeah. we do that is a, that's a theme for us okay one thing I wanted to ask you and then I'll answer it as well is do you feel like time management is a skill that comes naturally to you I knew you were gonna say that um hmm. yes and no mostly no I, I feel like I will set a to-do list for my day and think there are ample hours and even map out the hours sometimes like an hour for this an hour and a half for that 30 minutes for this a 30 minute break here and then by the end of the day I've accomplished half of it yeah and so I feel like time management uh feels within reach and I don't feel like I'm being inefficient during the day I'm, I'm just doing things well is what it feels like yeah um but yeah I would say it's it's a struggle I think it's probably a struggle for most people maybe I'm just not type a person Okay. Would you say you're a type A? We've talked about this. You're a type A yeah, person? Yeah, I think I am. Is it natural for you? No. Okay. In a way, yes. In a way, no. I was the kid who, like, I always got my homework done, but I'd be in my, my like, 
my class right before doing the homework you know in what the I first mean? five like, minutes waiting for the teacher to come in exactly so it's like I am good at getting things done especially when I have a deadline like it's gonna be done like if you yeah. give it you know like the saying my mother-in-law actually says this to me a lot is like if you want something done give it to the busiest person in the room yeah because the other day yeah I love it and I heard it on a podcast that we I think oh, we both listened to yeah, but it reminds, and she says that to me, and I was like, it's such a compliment, but it really, like, that's how I, that's how I am. Like, I will get it done. I'm not, I'm someone, I'm very reliable, but I'm also like such a procrastinator. Like, I'll wait till the last second to do mm-hmm. it. Like that. So that's where I struggle is like, um, in, yeah, planning things out to be more, you know, to not be left to the very last minute. Um, so that's, I feel like what I've been working on as an adult, but I really like like scheduling and organization and having a to-do list. Like I love that stuff, you know? So I think, yeah, there's probably areas where each of us, like each person struggles differently and areas where they're, they excel. And that's sort of like my area. I'm pretty good at using my planner and scheduling okay. things out. I love my planner. I love having one. I've yeah. had seasons on and off with it. Like if it doesn't make sense for me to be in my planner for a couple of weeks that are just insane, like the last few weeks I've had, then I don't. Um, right. but it's really easy for me to get back into the swing of it. Um, I feel like it's another thing to, <laughs> I just lost my train of thought. I was going <laughs> to It was so good too. That's what happened. I I just rushed around trying to milk really quick to get here and my brain is still settling, but, um, the planner is easy for me, but we both have kind that's where I was. Okay. We both have kind of entrepreneurial lifestyles, even though we're in different things, you're a stay-at-home mom and, um, basically an influencer and I'm doing a bunch of different jack of all trades (laughs) here and there. You are. Uh, Everyone chime in and tell her that she is. But you don't have to say that word. Whatever you want to call it, you know. Uh, what do you want to call it? A lifestyle. I don't know. Person? I don't know. I don't know. Natural-minded mama. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I have a lot of little gigs here and there. If you yeah. know me intimately in my life, I am always picking up a new passion and then running with it for a little bit until I run into the ground very quickly <laughs> and uh, <laughs> shift into another. St- I'm trying to get out of that and focus on one thing. But basically, I have. Usually two to seven jobs <laughs> at all times. Serial entrepreneur. Yeah. And they're not like big uh, business pursuits. They're usually creative tasks that I enjoy doing and I find clients in those areas. Uh, so I think it can be difficult when you have the freedom to make your own schedule as opposed to having a, a manager or a boss to tell you how it's going to be done to actually stay within those lines um, or create the lines in the first place. And I think you and I have struggled with that because we get to make up our days and there's a lot we want to accomplish within them. I think that's like hitting the nail on the head. I couldn't have like said that. I don't think as eloquently as you did, but that's the, I think that's the key of it is like, that's why maybe it is different than being like in an office. Not that it's better or worse. It's just different in the fact that, yeah, we're not reporting to anyone else. Like if I don't do the laundry, no one's coming for me. Like, you just don't have pennies. Yeah. If I'm right, like if I'm not posting on Instagram that day, like I'm just not, you know. So, like things that we want to get done, but you don't really. There's no consequence, at least nothing that's inflicted by someone else mm-hmm. if you don't do it. So, I think there's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of self control, self responsibility, those things. <laughs> yeah, it's like well, if I don't do like 
homeschool with my four-year-old, then like he's just not going to be learning that day. I mean, obviously he's learning and we're not like strict on homeschooling or anything at four, but like we do certain things. If I don't do his read alouds, like he's just not doing them. So all of the consequences are inflicted by us. I do feel the weight of, uh, there's all kinds of feelings like sadness, <laughs> laziness, um, disappointment in myself if I don't accomplish what I need to accomplish. But I do it. I'm, I do love this lifestyle. We get to choose the flexibility if something arises that day. For instance, for you, something that can come up is if a kid needs you extra that day, you can cancel things. You can move them around. You can shift them around. I love that. I would never trade it in for having a manager, though I did thrive in those circumstances as well. You know, previous jobs. I just don't like working for people. <laughs> I'm work for myself. Yeah, me neither. I did not thrive. I literally was a serial job quitter because I hated really? having. Yes. See, I always became a manager at any job. Like I was always promoted. <laughs> love <laughs> but that. Then I, leave. I love seeing differences between us. Yeah. Um, the only job I kind of liked is being a nanny because I got to really choose my own day. Yep. Yep. So that's always been important to me, like having the freedom. So yeah, I mean, I would never change it. And I think something that changes like as you go on from maybe when you first get married if you if you're a homemaker like again like I'm kind of speaking to people in our circumstances but I think you'll find bits of information that are helpful if you're not I think for like homemakers or stay-at-home moms like maybe when you first get married first have kids like it's going to probably maybe feel like you're right in the deep end or like if you're like doing if you're doing what Evan did, does where she has all these different jobs and stuff at one time and and no one to manage all of those on top of her it's similar I mean as as a homemaker you basically have all these different jobs as a mom you basically have all these different jobs that are kind of combined as one and when you first start doing that I think it can feel really overwhelming like I have this (laughs) I have this TikTok that went viral on TikTok and it's my homemaker reel my my daily non-negotiables and First of all, TikTok is a wild place, you guys. People are mean on TikTok. TikTok is crazy, but that's not what I'm going to (laughs) say. I have a bunch of moms that have commented on it and are that say, I like today, I just responded to a comment today. It said, I have a newborn and a toddler. Do you do all this when your kids are asleep? Like, um, I'm, I'm drowning. And I I sat on that comment for like a day because I'm like, yeah, I felt like that too. And I had a newborn and a toddler. It's like, you just can't keep up. Like how she's watching my video. She's like, you're doing this when the kids are asleep, right? Like how could you possibly do this with two kids? And I remember feeling like that. And it's just like, I think there's multiple things, but I think your capacity grows as you yes. get older and as you practice. It's like the things that I'm doing now, if I would have told myself when I had just had my first son like okay well you're gonna be doing a podcast and trying to be consistent on social media and taking care of an entire house by yourself and like your husband's working full-time and your homeschool like I would have been like that's not possible like how I would not I, I'm gonna be like I can barely even put the laundry away you know mm-hmm. um but I think as you slowly add things your capacity does grow and getting back onto the topic is like, that's when time management matters even more. It's like, I want to know that each thing that I'm doing, I'm putting a hundred percent into it. I'm not getting distracted. I'm completing the task and I'm not just idling around all day, wasting hours because it's so easy to waste hours. And that's not saying we should never rest. Of course we need to rest to choose times to rest, but just also it's easy to waste hours and then be like, Oh, I don't have time to do everything. 
and maybe you don't. I mean, we're going to talk about how to not overcommit yourself too. But if you're taking on a reasonable amount of things, I think it's really important. Time management is really important to make sure you're not just losing hours in the middle of all those things. It runs parallel to that conversation we recently had about friendships where you have to choose each thing intentionally. You have to be decisive. Um, and recently someone said this thing to me. Who was it? I think it was Olivia, my friend um, who's staying on the land right now. I don't know where she heard it, but there's this time where you grow from a sweet girl into a kind woman. Mm. And I feel like all of these things are very relevant for me right now in that I feel like I'm coming from sweet girlhood where you feel obligated to do things when someone asks because they might want you to. Um, <laughs> and and you just say yes to everything and overcommit uh, because you're trying to be nice, but actually you end up failing to do things well, failing to have enough of yourself to give to the things that actually need you the most, that matter the most. And part of growing into that kind woman for me has really been figuring out what I can say yes to. Sometimes I have to say no to hanging out with close friends or um, all kinds of things, really. Work opportunities, that's hard sometimes when you feel like, oh, we could really use that income right now, but I don't have enough time to give to my husband or my kids or whatever already. That's a time to to really manage that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. And I think we've, we've, I think I can speak for both of us when I say we've both been in seasons of busy. I really don't like that word. And then wanting to choose more slowness and like really embrace and put time into the things that we're wanting to focus on. Like this spring, I told Evan the other day, this spring, I wanted to get goats. I wanted to build a goat barn. I even thought about having uh, like taking on a part-time nanny job where like I'd have another kid dropped off here. I'm like, I can totally do that. And I'm, and I'm, all, I'm excited about all these things. You know, it's not like I don't want to do any of them, but then I'm like, okay, well, when am I like, how am I actually going to be able to pour into my kids in the way that I want to, to pour into my home the way that I want to, the animals that I already have, like my marriage. It's like you, I think before we even go into the specifics of how we manage our time, you know, choosing what we want to be managing is really important because yeah, there are only so many hours in a day. And I think, I think there's two extremes. It's like, you can, especially as a, as a stay at home mom, like you can be bored with what you're doing. Maybe you cannot take on enough. You can just feel like, Oh, I'm doing nothing. Or you can overcommit yourself and be like, Oh, I need to do everything all the time, essentially. And I think there's probably a middle ground. It's probably going to be different for every person, how much they want to take on, how much they feel good taking on. And there's going to be seasons where we're stretched thinner and where we need to let some stuff stuff go in certain seasons. And we want to take on more stuff in other seasons and feel like, okay, I'm really stretching myself. So I think there's seasons of it, but in there's like there's this balance of, you know, most of the time this is how much I feel like I can sustain and do it well. And I think making sure that we're not overcommitting before we're trying to, you know, talk about how we divvy everything up and how we manage everything. That's probably like a key to get into beforehand. I would say it's even a good idea to write down all of your responsibilities and then a separate list of the things you desire to add to the list, be they hobbies or new friendships or whatever. Um, I think that's a really good idea to assess them and cut the fat, see what you can really commit to. Do all my kids really need to be taking two sports? Do, can yeah. I do that? Is that serving our family? Yeah, they they want to, but is the rushing around actually good for them at this stage of growth? Like all these different things I think about already, but I don't have them yet. Um, and I was just thinking before you started that about the same thing about finding that sweet spot. 
I feel like I tend to see and notice a lot of people who I, um, and this is my own judgment, you know, maybe it's perfect for them and we can't, we can only judge what we need to do and what's right for us. But I don't think uh, our culture is very interested in taking on enough. It seems like there's a lot of being too busy, but it's mostly because we're overstimulated. I feel like we feel tapped out because we're um, draining ourselves in unnatural ways with, you know, blue light and screens and um, things that use us up in unnatural ways. And that's why we don't have enough to give to the real grounded um, things that are built into our design, like the family time and all that stuff. And so I feel like a push to take on more, but to do it in a way that honors our natural design. And so I don't think resting all the time and saying no to everything because you're tired is going to be healthy either. I think pushing ourselves is always where we're going to be most comfortable. I think that's what we're meant to do. And just like you said, we're supposed to grow our capacity and it really does happen. It's just like, I think they mentioned that on that podcast. We should shout it out. Lisa Bass's podcast um farm farmhouse on boone simple uh, farmhouse life is the simple podcast. farmhouse life is what the podcast is called thank you yeah she did an interview recently was it one with kate yeah katie voteberg katie voteberg okay Vogtberg, well yeah. it was a great episode um but they were talking about how it's a muscle building the capacity to take on more i don't remember exactly the context but that's exactly what it's like like what you said uh i remember well Anyway, I don't want to go down that tangent, but yes, it's just like developing a capacity to do it. And if you never push yourself, you will never grow the capacity. You will atrophy. It's just like that muscle. If you don't use it, you lose it. Use yeah. it more and you get more of it. Yeah. Evan and I have talked about this in, I think our slow living episode where we were talking about how we want to grow our capacity for more and not mm-hmm. feel like overwhelmed by how much we're taking on. And yeah, I think something else we've talked about is like we have conveniences today that we don't even we wouldn't have even had a hundred years ago like well actually I don't have a dishwasher but most people have a dishwasher or a washing machine like a washing machine is a perfect example of that but I mean everything it's like we don't have to go you know I mean we do in some way raise our own food we do like we do I am out feeding the chicken but at the same time like you guys get what I mean. Like we have a car. We don't have to ride like a horse to go wherever we want to go. Like we have all these things that are making our lives easier and quicker, but we have to we have to utilize them in like the right way. And and also what you were saying about rest, um, like the things that we're doing for rest are not necessarily restful. Like no. you know, we we're just like watching something on TV at night and reels. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those like, are just, not restful. No, no, that's so stimulating. So yet for me, that's actually been something that I've been really prioritizing is like in my rest time, it's not like I'm doing no screens, but I'm, I've been really trying to do like, instead of just putting the kids to sleep and then watching YouTube for a while, which is where I get a lot of, like, I love learning about things on YouTube. I like being inspired. I like getting new recipes and stuff, but in, I do, I'm doing that. I'll do that for like 30 minutes to an hour. And then I try to read for like an hour versus, yeah, a mix versus just like watching something until bedtime or whatever. Um, so choosing activities that are restful when you're going to be resting, I think is like kind of a huge priority too. And we have the, <laughs> I'm going to call you out. We have those things too that we do that are just normal and not like everyone needs their junk food occasionally. Lauren's yeah. is reality TV. <laughs> okay. I love my reality TV. 
<laughs> the bachelor um, is about yeah. evan the bachelorette Mm-mm. is about to start watch I'm, it with me i'm gonna pretend to be very excited for you i'll try <laughs> it i'll give it a go i will um but it's i remember being a little girl and being like this is so dumb <laughs> that's just because i think my my cousins and i would watch like jersey shore or something and okay yeah it just, it just depressed me that, the state of the world <laughs> anyway um that's the kind of kid i was real fun anyway <laughs> this was an example that came up for me about um yeah choosing those conveniences in a nourishing way i really think that having uh pre-made um food and snacks and packaged goods and like microwavable meals and all these things that make food really quick and easy beyond just the lack of nutrient density in a lot of that food i think we get another side of the nourishment from food by preparing it, interacting with it, um, using our hands. I mean, actually digestion starts in our fingertips. This is kind of a tangent, but I feel like it's related. It's going to make a point. So it's like when we're actively cooking and preparing nourishment for our family, we are doubly nourished by the food. Like we get this whole broad spectrum. It's kind of like medicine where everything's boiled down to one component. You actually need the full range of things. That's why whole plant herbalism is a thing. And when you cook a meal, you get a new side of the nourishment. And so it's like choosing which conveniences are actually good for us, because if they're can, uh, if it's only for the sake of convenience, we might be losing out on a lot of nourishment that would help us expand our capacity. For example, it can be tiring to cook an hour long and in-depth meal, but that might nourish me to the point where I feel inspired and creative and proud of myself and have a new energy to take on something else. I've developed myself. It's basically self-development. And so we don't want to accept too many conveniences at the expense of self-development. That's where I'm coming from with that. Yeah. 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 I appreciate convenience and I'm not against like a quick meal or, For sure. you know, putting things in the dryer or whatever, you know, I love the dryer. But, <laughs> God, I love the dryer. I hang dry a lot of stuff too, but but choosing your hard, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you don't want to just make everything as easy as possible. Right. Like some you might things, miss out. Yeah, you'll totally you'll miss out. And yeah, I think Evan and I are on the same page with that. Um, so we talked a little bit about not overcommitting. So let's say we're not overcommitting, but we feel like our plate is so full. Like, is it even possible to get everything done? Like people, you know, like, is it possible? Can you take care of your house? Can you take care of your kids, take care of your business and do it all well? Like, do you think that's, that's something that people actually do? Or do you think something's always suffering? I think um, that's a complicated question because, you know, there's all these discussions about well we used to have a village and you know people would barter and trade for things and it's not like each family is responsible for feeding themselves making their clothing and uh, schooling and all the things that's usually divided and one family is responsible for one thing like we would be the butter family or something (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I think it's yes and no I think we should only take on what we can do well and try to delegate the rest but that's difficult like for instance um, in the season Mason and I are in, we're trying to build up a new business. We have existing businesses and we don't have the funds after, especially this year to just delegate things out. That's not really an option for us. And so we're in a season of living in a way that I don't really believe in long-term. I think there should be seasons of hard. For example, the when you just look at the history of farming and seasons in general, there's usually a harvest season that 
is a lot of work and a lot of abundance. And then there are slower seasons like winter. That's usually a restful period. I do believe seasonality is fine and it shouldn't just, life shouldn't just stay the same level of ease or difficulty forever. Um, but I don't think we should be in the season any longer than we have been. <laughs> it's very extended. And so we're doing the best we can and things are suffering. Um, I feel like if I could choose, we would be delegating more and could do everything well. Yeah. So about delegating, I I feel that too. And I think, yeah, it's easy to just look back a hundred a hundred years and it's like people weren't really living in villages, but people were probably still, you know, bartering to some extent more more than we do now. Um, so I think it's like it's not possible for us to do everything well, but it's it's sort of that not overcommitting. Just choose the things you can do and then do those exceedingly well and feel like, you know, your day and your life is full, but not too, you know, too much. Like I said, like those things that I wanted to do this spring that are just not the time. So I'm going to keep having to buy raw milk from Evan. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to have my goats. I think it'll <laughs> not be right good now. So I want to do raw milk. And I was thinking about this fall. I'm like, okay, well, we're going to be doing more homeschool this fall. Um, do I want to do, I got invited to this co-op that was two days a week for four hours a day. And I'm just, I wanted to do, I was really excited about it, but I'm like, no, I'm not going to two hour, two days a week, four hours a day. It's just not, it's just not fitting in this year, you know, especially because my son's not even in kindergarten, you know? Um, and I just wanted to, I want to prioritize. Yeah. Like the things that feel really important to be doing right now. And you might have to say no to some good things, you know what I mean? But I really do believe that as like, for like, let's say for a homemaker and a stay at home mom, like you can, like, it is possible to like take care of your home well and Mm -hmm. love your family. Well, like, I think that's really possible. And I think like I said, that, that, that girl, that mess that commented on my TikTok about like, do you do this when your kids are asleep? It's like, I told her, I'm like, no, I do this all when they're awake and give yourself a lot of grace during the newborn season, because that's really different, you know, and you'll get back into a rhythm. So I think it is really possible to do like the things that we have to do and that we choose to do, to do them all and do them really well. I think so okay. So I think we could talk about like some more specific things now, like let's say we have a full day, we have you have a few business things to do, you have a few homemaking things to do. How do you go about planning and organizing and then getting it all done? That's a great question. And mine is always in flux. As I mentioned, I always have so many different job things happening. Um so right now I have a for this is why I just feel awkward about doing this this podcast um right now, this episode because we have always been in flux, but I don't think that's changing anytime soon. So it's good. We just go ahead. I'll just explain like right now there's construction zones everywhere. So my cleaning schedule is different because I can't clean some of these areas and some of these areas need a lot more cleaning. So it's switched. But like I mentioned in a previous episode, I have a whiteboard that I made out of like a vintage mirror. It's very cute, a vintage frame rather. And I get to write down the responsibilities of cleaning for each day. And I like to choose just like four days of the week that I'm tending to the house and split it up. I think one huge cleaning day is too daunting and um, can end up getting put off. And then you're screwed. Basically, you have so much to catch up on and it feels overwhelming. And so I like to split that up. And that really works for me to have a schedule for the cleaning. So I, it's kind of mindless. I don't need to keep 
staring around and wondering what needs to be done next. It's all accounted for. And I'm maybe going to start, uh, I forget what it's called, a more complicated system for that soon where you write down every task that needs to happen in the house from switching filters to cleaning behind the fridge, those kinds of things. And so they're accounted for in your calendar. Like, okay, twice a year I clean behind the fridge, those kinds of things. I need to, to look at those those items because I don't. So maybe we can have an episode about that soon or yeah, um, we can explain that system I'm interested in. And then for work right now, um, my schedule is kind of wherever it fits. We've had a lot of things happening, people moving out to the farm, but generally it's wake up milk and I usually get her to the stanchion by nine and then uh, milking is done from top to bottom in about an hour and a half. And then I can make myself a more real breakfast. I probably just had a glass of milk before then or something like that. And then I sit down and can do a few hours of computer work. I usually do like three to five hours of computer work before I have some sort of break for working out or running an errand. And then there's maybe a couple more hours after that. Uh, It just depends on the day. I try to keep computer work to like three to four days a week because I, I don't like to sit on the computer for extended amounts of time. Food schedule has been something that's been working really well the last few weeks. I will create a meal plan for the next week on Friday and do all the grocery shopping that I need to. And the last few times I've ordered it from Whole Foods and picked it up or had Mason pick it up on his way home from work, which works really well. And then on Saturday and Sunday, I can cook everything and have so many meals made for the next week, which I've not always been a meal prep person. If I have a a slower season, I really enjoy just cooking by the seat of my pants, whatever I feel like. But this has been super helpful. Like I'm tired. Mason's getting home late. I have a pre-made baked ziti that I just pop in the oven and uh, I can clean up or do another chore while it's just reheating. It's been a game changer the last few weeks. I love that. I have been wanting to do more meal planning and meal prepping. It's been fun and effective, um, yeah. especially because we've been so you know worn out and days have been so variable. It's nice to be able to rely on, oh, there will be protein available. <laughs> um, yeah, there will be calories for my husband when he's starving and I don't have a, a lot of time to make something or it's late. Yeah. Totally. Totally. I feel that. Uh, yeah. I, For me, something that I've started doing is, well, so we have a, I would say we have a rhythm instead of a routine like I'm not unless it's a play date or something I have to be at um at a certain time I don't time out my days I just have like a flow of my days Mm. you know it's like I'm gonna wake up then I'm gonna do this then I'm gonna do this and then after that I'm gonna do this because then it's like well I might have to deal with a poop explosion and then I'm gonna be 15 (laughs) minutes off my schedule and I'm gonna be behind for the rest of the day you know so I think of it as like stacking tasks like on each other like after each other because then it's like okay well if I know exactly what I'm doing after this like for example usually during breakfast not every day but most days I end up doing a couple read alouds or right after breakfast I do a couple read alouds and I know like that's my time and then I give you know one of my kids all their supplements right at that time too so it's like these things sort of happen in my brain where it's like okay this just happened now I'm doing this yeah um and that's helpful for me and and I have that usually like because I don't know when my daughter's gonna take her nap and then it's but it's like after her nap we do this this and this 
Um, so it's not really ever set by a time. It's always just set by what happened before it essentially. And, um, I also have a whiteboard calendar. I find that to be especially helpful for my husband and I to be on the same page. Mm. So it's like, I'll write in his work schedule. I'll write in any play dates that I have, any days that I'm going out of the house. Um, something that I've actually, I told Evan, I've been really forcing myself to do is I'm someone I love being out and about like I'm just I'm social I like to be out I like to be doing something and I've been like committing to being home a lot more and that has honestly like probably been the best thing that I've done for really for my, like am I I'm telling you Evan like my house has never been so cleaner. clean last few weeks like I'm just cleaning I'm like I have this routine where after Bloom wakes up from her nap like I have my the whole rest of my night planned out. Like I'm folding the laundry, I'm putting it away, I'm doing the dishes. Like I do these things every single day. You know, and it like, makes you want to be there, right? Totally, it makes me want to be here. And I've been decorating my son's room and like doing all these fun things here. And I'm not forcing myself and my kids to stay home every day. I mean, and we just we also have been having friends here more often. Like we just had friends over last night and. I'm still going out with them multiple times a week. But I was going through a season where I was like I was wanting to be out every day, which was honestly because my husband was working from sun up to sundown. So we kind of needed a break from the house. But now that it's a little bit back how it was, I, I told him yesterday, I'm like, I love our, you know, weekends because our weekends are just whenever I'm like, I love our weekends together. But I actually look forward to getting back into like my rhythm and routine with the kids now, which is like, which is crazy because that's <laughs> never something I really thought. I always have envisioned like I really want our family to be home together 100% of the time. And I still I still could see that. But I feel like more in flow with the kids now and like I, and, and and that I'm accomplishing more than I ever have with the kids. And the kids are really like they're really thriving with the schedule and I'm really thriving with the schedule. And I feel like we're just getting into routine. So the whiteboard I find is really helpful because I will put – uh, Wednesday to do and then he can see like these are all the things that I'm planning to do that day before he's going to work or we have family coming into town this weekend so I have a it's says pre-family to-do list and it's all <laughs> these extra cleaning things that we're going to be doing and um and then I can see his work schedule he can see my schedule that I'm going to be in and out of the house and that's really helpful I'm not cute like Evan I didn't make it out of a vintage <laughs> picture frame I you literally just bought a whiteboard <laughs> you're so cute <laughs> a calendar whiteboard but I love that I love it. it's so cute that Evan did that um yeah. So, and then, and I also have a personal running to-do list in my phone. So mm. I just, I just have like my own to-do list of things that don't really maybe involve Trevor. And I also have a big note in my phone for content. I have my content all planned out. I have my reels that I want to film all Ooh. planned out. I have future ideas that I can pull from. Uh, and that's on my best weeks. You know, I, I don't always do that. But, but I would say if I'm making a hierarchy of things that I want to be doing and be good at, it's like mom and wife, homemaker, and then social media. So for me, that's always going to fall. Like this is not, it's not something that, is you know my livelihood or something I feel like I need to be doing so that's more like my passion project that's more more thing that I'm doing for myself that is um you know like I want to show up and in the in the podcast too it's like Evan and I want to commit to doing something together and this is this is my this is the thing that I'm doing that's stretching me that's challenging me that's that's doing something beyond what I would normally just be doing and I think we were both like when we when we started it we were like yeah how are we gonna make this work how are we gonna fit it in and it's kind of fun it's fun to to plan it together and today I had to switch it around because one of my kids is sick and like we're just doing it and we're committing to doing it and 
that's a little bit of a tangent. We're developing ourselves. It's yeah, exactly. It's like the capacity thing that we were just talking about. You have, it sounds like a beautiful feedback loop you're creating with your kids. Like they're thriving off of your energy and being in this balance and flow state and vice versa. Sounds really great. Yeah. I've been feeling that it's, it's nice. And then of course I told Trevor, I'm like, as soon as things start to get easier with each baby, then I'm like, huh, another, another baby, baby <laughs> sounds nice. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're going to time it out. Y'all wait. Exactly. exactly. So, um, do you have any daily non-negotiables things that you get done every day that make you feel like <laughs> I'm saying? like rolling my eyes because I feel so bad about how abandoned my daily negotiables. Okay, are. but to give you some like you're going through a really big season and I was in that season in January and my house didn't look like it does now and that was one of the things we're going to wrap up with is like we always I feel like after every episode we always give you guys permission and are like Sorry for saying like so many times, by the way. I've been told I say it a lot. So <laughs> um I'm trying to stop. I do it too. Uh I wanna say these are things that we're doing. We're trying to do them all the time, yes, but there's always gonna be seasons when mm-hmm. things are harder, when things are falling to the back burner, and when you're just doing the bare minimum. Like seasons. maybe the way I can phrase it to you is what's your bare minimum, Evan, during a hard season? This is maybe a good right. way to ask it for you. What's your bare minimum during a hard season to feel like your life is still functioning? And these are the things that I do on a day-to-day basis to make myself feel like I'm not going crazy, even though things are kind of crazy. I'm gonna give like my uh like <laughs> I'm gonna give my bare bones bad season hard season one and then just the other ones that are usually I like to factor in so bare bones right now this season uh my sheets need to be cleaned I think I've mentioned that before real big on that sleep super important especially when we're pushing ourselves as much I want my bed to be really nice clean place so I'm washing them every um well the dogs have jumped on our bed a few times lately so I'm washing them like every two or three days right now and uh it's not like they're getting in the sheets but I just I like to have a clean bed uh so that and then <laughs> trying to make sure the coffee station is ready to go and the fridge isn't horrifying. And then um, sweeping air or vacuuming, especially the kitchen. The kitchen's a huge one. And cleaning the toilet. Those are basics. So every few days, all of that needs to be happening. Um, if not every day, usually every day would be nice. That's not happening right now. So every few days, I've done the toilets twice this week. That's a pretty usual flow, I think. Uh, well, we only have one toilet right now. <laughs> but anyway, on top of that, when things are not like this season, I like to make sure that the kitchen counter, this is really a bare bones one, but I just haven't been achieving it. The kitchen counter needs to be emptied and the dishes cleaned before bed. Unless there's just like a couple of like two plates and two forks from dinner or something like that. I like to have that done. Um, and then the rest of the house vacuumed a like essential oil diffuser on or candle lit and um yeah some dusting yeah those are and then laundry is I mean that's huge I didn't even mention that but laundry's that's a non-negotiable I mean even in this season we need laundry so I'm doing about one load per day and we talked about that before start to finish Mason needs work clothes wash them in the morning I put them in that's my that's another flow I can mention is laundry's first thing before I even uh, make breakfast or anything. I just bring laundry with me from the bedroom as I'm walking into the kitchen and past the laundry room. Start yep. the load. Real easy to start the load and then switch it over at some point when it's done. I can hear it finish. And then it's really easy to to put it up. 
So that's a non-negotiable for me, laundry. Me too. I I start that every morning too. Like I go around the house, I collect everyone's stuff. I put it in. That's before breakfast. Usually before Trevor's even awake, I've started that. Uh, So yeah, my, I mean, my non-negotiables, laundry, dishes, a straighten up. Um, Like I'm picking up toys. I'm picking up the pillows off the ground, you know, um, fixing things. And then I also run my robot vacuum every day. (laughs) I could use one right now. (laughs) No, I'm telling you, like I have a husky and another dog and. Oh my gosh. I don't know how you do it. Our dogs are inside for like two weeks and I am going nuts. So well, that's how I do it. I run my robot vacuum every single day. That's crazy. I can't. And I don't. They don't go. Uh, they don't. They're not allowed on furniture. Well, my cattle dog. She thinks. I mean, she's a she's a mutt, but she thinks that she's allowed on furniture. So I find her on the couch asleep. But that's how I do it. So those are those are my non negotiables. And um, I wanted to say one thing for me that's probably been the biggest piece. And it's, it seems unrelated, but it's super related. And that for me is that I, w- I had super crazy energy fluctuations. I'm really sensitive to like carbs and I am, I have issues with that, but I'll talk about that. But I would have a meal, like I'd have a meal in at lunchtime and then I would just feel exhausted for the rest of the day. And I would just want to lay down. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I can't finish the, I can't put the laundry away. Like I can barely take care of the kids. I would be like passed out basically on the couch. I mean, okay, well I would eventually get up, but I feel so tired and I ended up doing some, some testing and I was doing some blood glucose stuff and I was really seeing like why that was happening. And now that I've been, I've changed my diet quite a lot. Maybe we can do an updated mm-hmm. one on that. And now I have sustained energy pretty much through the day, unless I'm eating out and I'm eating a bunch of carbs in the middle of the day, which sometimes happens. It's like, you know, once a week, but for my day to day, like I'm having a lunch that I know is going to continue to fuel me for the rest of the day. And I'm not going to crash. That was such a big key to me because I'd be, I'd be so motivated in the morning. I'd be ready to go, be going, going. And then all of a sudden I'd be like, I can't do anything. I'm so tired. So having that sustained energy, nourishing myself throughout the day to keep up, with everything is super important to me. I think that's a great point. And if it's a, a tangent, I mean, it seems unrelated, but yeah, if we could give one piece of advice to women who want to accomplish things in their day, I think it would be like breakfast needs to be protein. If you have totally. a bunch of like, if you just have carbs and sugar, you are not going to be very effective that day. If I totally. start with protein, it's the same thing. I have sustained energy for many yeah. hours. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think... We got to kind of wrap up because I have a daughter that's awake. Uh, but and yeah, the last thing I wanted to say, which we already said, is things are going to go off track during hard times, but it's good to just get them back on track. You know, it's like it's just going to be a continuous thing all throughout life. We're going to go through different seasons and we're going to we're going to stray a little bit and then we're going to come back to our flow and we're going to stray and we're going to come back. And I think each time it's probably just going to get better. It's going to feel easier to come back. Yeah. And also like to give you guys permission that if you're in a hard season, don't necessarily worry about every single day. Like the laundry has to be put away. You know, it's sometimes like when I have a new baby, like that's not happening when we're going through a hard season, that's not happening. That that's okay too. Yeah. Yeah. Just build the muscles and it'll get easier every time. Yeah. High low Buffalo. Let's do, I mean, we didn't do, can think we? about it, but let's, I, I think I could pull one out. I'll, I'll start. Okay. 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 
Uh, okay, <laughs> okay, hi. We had friends over last night. And it was so fun. I My kids are final. They're kind of at an age where they will actually, like, play with their friends, and we get to talk to the adults. Mm. Bloom kind of, like, hangs out, and she wants to be with the big kids, but then she comes back in. But um, their kids were, are three and five, and my son's four, and they literally were out in the backyard together essentially for like I don't know five like four hours or something like it was just so fun and we were able to talk to the parents and I just love I just love that like I love when Trevor's home and then there's we have another family over like that's one of my favorite things so that was that was a high um and that it's been so warm we've been swimming a lot and Trevor's schedule has been a little bit more manageable yeah those are all kind of highs I just love summer you guys know that and um a low I think this was last week but two we had two chickens die which is unfortunate they were both kind of sick and it was just one of those things where we were just doing all the all the things and like sometimes they just die and I think the heat didn't help I think like they were both not doing well and then all of a sudden it's 100 degrees and they're like how how am I going to I have no wealth to live no, they Evan, <laughs> what was the quote you told me? I think it's just chickens have no will to live. Yeah, it was something it was something like, it's That's so crazy. true. I feel like I'm just trying to prevent them from dying at any moment. It's like they want to. They want to. Probably um, not, but it seems like it. Yeah, they probably like they probably do have a will to live, but they're just they're not smart creatures. And they I love Someone's them. Come at I you really do. What'd you say? I said someone's gonna come at you for that. I'm sorry. But I said the same thing the other day. I was like, I wonder. If they can figure anything out, I'm sure they, some of them are smarter than others. Maybe. Yeah. And I feel, I feel that, that some have more of a will to live as well. But my ducks, I feel like I don't really, my ducks are not friendly, but they're very smart. Like I believe that they, if a predator came in at night, they would maybe, they would try to get away. The chickens, they just let you eat them. Hmm. Cause you know, did you know chickens? Okay. I'm just going to use this as my buffalo. I learned something. You know that chickens are essentially blind at night. Uh, that makes sense because that's when we catch them. <laughs> yeah, I know. Us too. Like we're always like, why can't we just go right up and pick one up that has been that has stayed out of the the run at night? And it's because they become night blind and that's they literally good. cannot see. That's sad. I know. And I told her, I'm like, if a if a creature got into their run at night, that's they would they just die. all be dead. Yeah, Shay talks so... about the owl getting in and decapitating thirty chickens. It's like, oh, uh, they couldn't my. see it coming. I guess. That is so scary. Okay. I think that's going to be my buffalo because I'm just thinking of it on the fly. It's unique. Yeah. That works. Um, My buffalo is not much. Uh, So my high would be our parent dogs recovering from Arvo and cuddling and playing and being happy and uh, honestly trying to hump each other constantly. So (laughs) things are okay. I guess we're, we're preventing that, but um, they cuddled with us in bed this morning. I told Lauren we slept in unnaturally late. Our bodies are just, yes, sleep. And then we had the dogs jump in the bed with us and just laid with them for a bit. And there's just sublime peace after this last week with them being okay. My low is really low, just warning you guys. Uh, and I'm not going to go into it, but because that would just take a while and be a whole podcast of sad, but, um, <clears throat> Our whole pack got parvo and we think we know where and how and if you know about parvo there's (laughs) it's just like a toss-up your dog no matter what could possibly get it so it's just a thing that's horrible and we had three puppies pass away that we've taken care of since they were born for 
the whole four months that they lived and it was a really devastating week very difficult of administering fluids under their skin every few hours through the night and trying to force feed them and give them medicine and calling a million vets and asking a million questions and reading a million medical research papers and stuff and trying a bunch of different herbs and just doing everything anyway uh to no avail three three passed um but like I said the high is that the parents survived they got it too so anyway a moment of deep breath for that that was crazy week and then my buffalo I'm gonna bring it back up to a high note I don't want to be sad right now um Mason and I, amidst everything going on, are looking into possibly building ourselves a sauna. We feel like that would be really beneficial, especially in all the all the stress and the healing that we're doing. We just want to be able to do that. And it's seeming increasingly impossible to think about driving somewhere to sit in a sauna multiple times a week because the drive would be two hours to go there and back and then to sit in there. And that's just not feasible and we want one long-term anyway. So we're looking into different ways to source wood locally and build it ourselves and make it as affordable as possible. And that's really fun to think about, uh, to have a little hot oasis. That sounds amazing. And yeah, Evan's been, Evan's been such a champ. Like, you know, you, it's been a crazy, yeah, time for you. And I feel like you just, you even showing up today is amazing and you know you're you did so much for all the dogs like you Evan did like everything you know and was such a good caretaker and yeah it's really it's really sad and you're a good you're a good dog owner thank you I love you that's very sweet I don't know if it's your week or mine so if you want to pray go ahead and if you don't then I'll go ahead okay I can do it I think it's mine I'm just trying to be fair (laughs) okay okay Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you um, grateful for our friendship and grateful for all of these thoughts and ideas you've laid on our hearts to share with people. And we hope that they're enjoying this conversation with us, that they're getting something from it, that we're all learning something together and trying to improve ourselves and our lives and our personhood. We ask that you would have your hand on our weeks, that you would protect us and our families and our animals, and that you would help us to be good stewards of everything you've given us. We ask that you would help us to love you better and to share your gifts you've given us with the world. And we just thank you for the breath in our lungs right now, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. See you next next week. Yeah. Bye. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope that it's brought value into your lives. For a minute here, I'm going to share about some things that have brought value into our lives. We've chosen just a couple of sponsors this season, and these are companies that we trust, that we use in our daily lives, and that we feel confident about bringing to you. The first company is Purity Coffee. Now, I love this coffee, and there are a couple of things that set it apart. The first is how they test their coffee for mold. As many of us know, as coffee is processed, it often molds, and so this is an important part of the process. If you listen to the podcast, you know that Lauren and I have both gone through extensive journeys with mold. And so because this is a staple for my family, it's very important that when I sit down for a cup of coffee, I know it's not a steaming hot cup of mold. I've never found another coffee company that's more forthcoming or honest about this process. The second thing is the taste. 
Their beans are not over-roasted, which I find to be super rare. They retain their flavor and complexity, and I just really appreciate that. It makes it a really enjoyable part of my day.